0: This is so exciting. This is so exciting. A long time coming. Is it? <laughs> it's like three weeks. I don't think it is.
1: <laughs> I think I came to you uh, like maybe a month ago. Yeah. And I was like, Louise, I have an idea and I want you to be involved. And that's when your
0: boyfriend laughed hysterically. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a when he of me you- wanted to do it with you. <laughs> That's what he thought. She has a face for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what what a compliment, saving. though! What a
0: compliment. At
1: least it's a face for something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, well, hi guys. Um. Probably like three people. My mum, your mum, and Jack and Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug the dog. Doug the um, dog. <clears <clears <throat> Uh, I guess we should do some intro, inter, introductions. Absolutely. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Meg. Um, I'm 28. Um, I live in Brisbane, Australia. And yeah, that's all you need to know about me right now. I'm going to stay a little mysterious. Ooh, Tell sexy. me about you.
0: Um, I'm Lou. I'm 25. Okay. <laughs> Like maturity level of a 16 yeah. year old
1: um on that topic though I think it's really important that we acknowledge that any time during COVID gets eliminated once COVID's over absolutely because I just don't think it's fair that I've lost two years of like my late 20s so you'll
0: go back to 26 and I'll go back to 24
1: that sounds pretty good to me
0: I'm down like back to mid-20s who's that like I would never know like if I said hey Meg how old are you and you were like I'm 25 mm. I'd just be like a 25-year-old. Is that room. like
1: insulting though because I'm immature? No. Or is that a compliment because I look young?
0: A bit of both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Um, cool. Well, welcome to The Hysterical Feminist. This is our new podcast that we have birthed together. That we're really excited about. Um, I guess maybe Louise. How did we meet? How did this come about?
0: Um. So essentially, I moved back to Brizzy and started working in an agency where Meg also worked and we were in completely different departments. I think we only crossed over on like one client, didn't really have much to do with each other. Mm-hmm. And then our working situation changed and we merged with a bigger company. And that's probably when we started thriving, I would say. Yeah,
1: because I was suddenly surrounded by so many more people that I didn't like worse than I liked
0: Louise and that's saying something so So I had no choice but to become friends with Louise (laughs) and in that sense we were like literally in a pot of four people yeah so like you probably didn't even like me and then I was like right in front of you it was limited
1: options and I went with the best one that was right (laughs) but yes no
0: Louise and I worked together for about like Year and a half. Yeah okay, but that being said, the first six months,
1: yeah, I like didn't we weren't close. Communicate
0: with you, no, well,
1: except for your initiation. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. all Which about I feel that. like we have to talk about because this is my standout memory of Louise, and really
0: just um, set the scene for what was to come. <laughs> also, it's important to like preface the personality types, mm. so. Like, obviously, Meg was, like, my boss, essentially, at the time. Mm. I was there, like, what, a week?
1: Yeah. Yes. I think it was your first week.
0: So not a great move on my behalf. (laughs) And when I left, like, on the Friday morning, my boyfriend turned to me and said, Louise, do not drink too much. You Mm. know how you get. Yeah. So I guess you'll
1: (laughs) assume how this went. Um, Yeah. Basically, we went for some after Friday drinks, as a lot of people do. Um, And... Louise had a little bit too much to drink. Um and I found her lying on the bathroom floor and I had to break my way into the cubicle <laughs> to locate her limp body. <laughs> she was fine, but um but limp. Yeah, it was it was quite the welcome. <laughs> um I remember the next day all I could think about was like how embarrassed
0: you must have been. Like mortified. (laughs) I know what's even worse is we had all left our cars at work because it was a Friday. That's right so you had to go back. And I had to go back and I remember thinking holy shit I don't know any of these people. So I like fully like pretended like I was fine and I was in a world of pain and I was like no like I was fine like I wasn't even that drunk.
1: Yeah you played it off really cool. I was so surprised by how you just like, that's the thing, right? When you know you have an insecurity, if you, like, joke about it or whatever, you take the power away from the other person, right? Because then they're not going to get anything out of, like, insulting you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So by you making fun of yourself, it's like, oh, there's no joke in me doing it. Although we are here too. Yeah. I'm
0: still doing I'm it. But, <laughs> it. <laughs> but now we can laugh about it because I'm yeah.
1: like, wow. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that's the story of Megan Lou. What and she probably mom. didn't like me
0: for a very long time no, after that. stop
1: it um but yeah we we wanted to start a podcast because both of us work in I guess like the content communications world we consume a lot of it Mm -hmm. um I like to think that I've been training for this my whole life by watching so much trash television it's ridiculous (laughs) um I will never forget how my mum growing up would always tell me like stop watching such rubbish television and now she's like addicted to Married at First Sight and I'm like (laughs) you're such a hypocrite (laughs) like I can't believe you gave me all that shit all those years but anyway so we figured we're essentially like very well informed to talk about all this kind of stuff absolutely Um, what's going on in the world according to ourselves (laughs) according to ourselves so yeah this is just going to be a bit of a podcast about content news
0: What's Um, trending. What's
1: trending, but with focus on feminism Mm -hmm. and women and um, shining a spotlight on women doing incredible things and other people doing not so incredible things to women. Mm, Absolutely. Um, So that's kind of where we got to the name, The Hysterical Feminist. Um, I'm sure I don't need to explain this to any female out there. But uh, oftentimes when a woman is opinionated or passionate about a topic, she'll be referred to as hysterical. And funnily enough, I did some research into female hysteria. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you know about this, uh, which was an actual condition many, 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 many years ago when women started to exhibit behaviors that men didn't like. Uh, for example, anxiety, depression, they were clinically diagnosed with hysteria and female hysteria, which is just wild.
0: Another part of what we're trying to do on this podcast is break the stigma of what people think feminists are. It's not, you know, women running around with their bras on fire, it's just everyday, educated women standing up for their rights and their equality. And I think the word feminism, when you say it out loud, especially to males, can sometimes come across as daunting or a little bit polarising.
1: Yeah, people. Or lots of men have, like, a visceral reaction to the concept of feminism. And Absolutely. as soon as you bring it up, it's like they immediately get defensive and mm-hmm. feel like you're, like, on the attack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: quite funny. I've noticed that with so many different people. It's like, oh, like, shit, she's a feminist, like, better watch myself. Um, And I think that's what we need to remind ourselves is, like, like religion, there's extremists in every different type of belief system mm-hmm. and not all feminists have to be activists or have to be really outspoken and not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course, we need extremists. We need people who are out there fighting the good fight. But I think having the belief system, you know, having that, um you know, do it within yourself, mm-hmm. believing the right thing and getting behind the topics and, like, even calling out people when they say little things, you know, it doesn't have to be
0: a big big. stance
1: exactly it doesn't have to be really over the top and bolsterous, and you know we should all be feminists at the end of the day absolutely and you should be able to look at every single person and assume they're a feminist without actually knowing because Mm -hmm. it doesn't doesn't have to you know display anything so yeah that's what we're trying to do here
0: So we're going to be chatting about content that we consume. So we both come from a bit of a media background and we are constantly consuming media, whether it's new or old or digital or print, whatever it may be. Um, And there's nothing better than talking about it.
1: Totally. I love hearing about like what other people are consuming, watching, listening, Mm -hmm. reading. Um, I, like, genuinely will take so much advice from my friends and from people that I know. And there's, like, I feel like there's a few particular people in my life that you know that, like, you have a similar taste taste as. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I talk, I've like got so much going into my brain. I feel like I need like an outlet, you know? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I feel like there's no better euphoric feeling than when you recommend something mm. and your friend has read it or seen it or heard about it. And then you can just talk about it for like 25 minutes. Or
1: you recommend something and then they go and watch yes. it. And then they're like, that was amazing. That's honestly probably one of my favorite feelings is like giving a good recommendation. It's so validating.
0: Absolutely. It's like I have
1: good taste.
0: <laughs> or nothing more crushing than if <laughs> so, you know, that was shit. You have terrible taste.
1: Never listening to you ever again. Luckily, that's never happened to me. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so
1: I have two recommendations this week. Both are TV shows. Um, and one of them is definitely a little bit premature. I've only watched two episodes last night. Mm-hmm. Um. So my first one, I don't know if you've heard of it or watched it. It's called Ted Lasso. No. Okay, so it's on. Wait, a- what do you watch it on? Apple TV+. Plus? So it's up for a bunch of Emmys, I believe. And it's like quite popular at the moment in some circles, um, it's Jason Sudeikis. He wrote it, I believe, and he stars in it. Ooh. And, What's he off? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. He's off We Are the Millers mm-hmm. and um, Horrible Bosses, like all those types of movies. He's funny. He was married to, um, oh, my God, Olivia. She's now dating Harry Styles. What is her name? No idea. How do you not know who I'm talking about? Olivia Wilde. Jesus. Um, she's stunning. Yeah, so Harry Styles stole his wife. Um, Wait. That's a different story. What? Yeah. You didn't know about this?
0: No. What the fuck? Shut <laughs> up. You live under a rock Olivia. <laughs> Harry, daddy, dog. Yeah, she's,
1: like, been snapped, like, at the front of his, like, concert, like, front row, like... Oh yeah, my God. Anyway, so we digress. We digress. Jason Sudeikis, he wrote this show called Ted Lasso. He stars in it. Basically, he plays this like Southern American um, sports coach who travels to the UK to coach a football team, mm-hmm. and he's a soccer and he's like doesn't know anything about soccer. He's never played soccer. He doesn't know the rules, um, and it's like this amazing mix of like you know UK humour is much similar to Australian it's really like self-deprecating and sarcastic and like dry and then American humour is very like ostentatious and like charismatic and a little Mm. bit like unaware like you don't really have self-awareness and his character is like exactly that but in in the realm of like the UK world and it's just so funny seeing this like juxtaposition of cultures um and the commentary and it's just like it's very, very well. I've literally watched two episodes. But we watched the first one last night and immediately pressed play on the second
0: one. And that, like, does not happen often. I love that. So I'll keep you updated. How How long's an episode? I feel like that's really Um, important.
1: I think only, like, 30 minutes. Great. Like, a good size. Yeah. And there's already, like, two seasons out. I think the third one's coming out soon. Oh, my God. So there's plenty to binge, plenty to get started. Um, Yeah. Highly recommend. It's amazing. I'm obsessed. Um, And then the second one is on Disney+, and it's called Only Murders in the Building. Mm. I've told so many people about this. It stars um, Martin Short, Steve Martin, two iconic comedians, and then Selena Gomez. And it's based in New York and it's so not what I expected when I saw like the previews for it. Basically, it's based on these three neighbors who live in a building in New York and they're all obsessed with crime podcasts. And so when a murder happens in the building, they create a podcast about it. So the podcast (laughs) is called Only Murders in the Building because they're too lazy to do murders anywhere else. (laughs) And it's so funny and it's so well done. And each of them is just exceptional. Like I've never seen Selena Gomez in a role like this. Like she's so great. It's incredible. It's just like, I don't know how to explain it, but like it gives off the feeling of like what I feel when I'm in New York. Like if you've ever seen like Serendipity and you've got male, like that kind of vibe, like it's just really like good, feel good, like great show, really funny. And second to that, I highly recommend – watching the show and then watching a recent episode of late night with Stephen Colbert with the three of them. It's an obviously it's an interview Mm -hmm. and it's so funny seeing them not in their characters because they just have like the best chemistry watching Selena Gomez respond to these like two old funny duds. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have such like old man humor that you don't really know what they're talking about, but it's so
0: funny. So yes, go watch that as well. Those are my recommendations. I love it. What have you got? Well, I've only got one recommendation, and it's in the form of a book. So Ooh. it's called Honeybee. Okay. Um, it's really probably not a book I usually would have picked up off the shelves. I'm definitely someone who buys books based on the cover. So mm-hmm. for all you out there who are going to come for me, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self-aware. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, have
1: better marketing. Yeah, like, exactly. Everyone knows a good book. Like, you judge the book by the cover. That's how it
0: works. That's why it's a saying. Right? Seriously. But anyway, so it's a black cover with kind of like a face with this like young kid with a mullet on it. I just wouldn't know. And the name, it doesn't really like ring true to me, right. but I follow a lot of like book clubs on Instagram. So this one kept coming up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I ordered it on Amazon. It came in like three days, cost me like $20. Love that. But it's an interesting story of a um, of two people who the book starts with them both trying to kill themselves, oh, wow. which that sounds super morbid. One is like an old guy and one is a young guy as well. So it's kind of an uh, interesting combo who probably wouldn't usually fit or mm. you know a book usually wouldn't be about yeah um but as the tale goes along you kind of find out that the, the young kid obviously had a really troublesome um upbringing he's a crossdresser who's potentially going to um turn into a transgender female and this is like a old you know white collar very like stiff Male. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting duo, but it's kind of more a tale rather than it being quite a morbid one because throughout the whole book they're both just trying to kill themselves. It's Mm. more a tale about friendship. So I'm not really into corny books usually or Tales of Friendship. I kind of like a sad, twisted ending, which sounds... <laughs> that is so
1: not what I would have expected from you.
0: Yeah, I just really don't enjoy like books or movies that like have is a it, happy ending. Is it
1: because you're happy all the time? So I think just, like, so. To, like wallow in some sadness.
0: Yeah, like this sounds really twisted, but I like that feeling of like sad. Dude, I love putting on like depressing
1: as playlists. Yeah. And just like wallowing in self-pity. It's like one of my favorite past times. It's really therapeutic every I, now and then. I love. It's almost like meditation. <laughs> like I <laughs> love sitting on the roof, putting my headphones in and just like staring into the abyss and just like drowning in self-pity. It's <laughs> so great. So therapeutic.
0: I just think of so like it. when you're a kid and you're like driving in the back yes. of your parents' car and the rain is going your down. Yeah. And you're like, my life is I so said long. I wouldn't sing on this and I've already
1: broken it for my <laughs> life yes totally but
0: yeah I don't know there's something about really sad books movies so if you have any of those recommendations lame on me because there's no better feeling awesome I love that
1: next we're gonna do our segment that's kind of our take on what's trending the top five news stories I listen to a lot of podcasts you listen to a lot of podcasts and we kind of noticed like a lot of people do the same thing right they talk about mm-hmm. the same five stories the same like what's trending we don't want to give that to you we want to give you something a little bit different so we came up with the concept of doing a good news bad news section so each week um Lou and I are going to bring you a couple of good news stories and a couple of bad news stories. Um, And the reason for that is obviously with the bad news, we want to kind of call out whether it's really horrible headlines, really bad journalism, or just like genuinely bad stuff that's happening, or maybe even like a little bit weird or quirky, you know, Mm. stories, the stuff that you're not hearing about. Um, And then we also just wanted to highlight some good news because I don't feel like enough people talk about this. No, it's really easy to get caught up in all the shit that's going on. And there's so much amazing stuff that happens every single day. And I just think if we can give one listener a nice little story that'll make them feel good today, then, you know, job done.
0: I love that. And kind of on that note, we have a great recommendation for an Instagram page if you're looking for those little daily boosts in happiness. It's called the Good News Movement and it essentially is just stories of I think like a local, is it? It's not even like major.
1: Yeah, it's like grandma Jan from down the road like did X for her, you know. It's it's like the tiniest stories, lots of videos which is nice, mm. really engaging. Um yeah, I discovered this during COVID, I don't know about you, and I was just like so drained by at that time the amount of coronavirus mm-hmm. memes and you know messaging and just needed like something good every day and I've loved following this page because it's just such like a breath of fresh air
0: And it's just everyday little things. There's no big, spectacular, massive changes to people's lives. Sometimes it's like the UPS driver, Mm. you know, dressing up for a kid who's in isolation or something. Like just your kind of average dumb shit that really just brings a smile to your face.
1: Yeah. Like one of the ones I saw this week was um, a hundred-year-old grandma who's broken the world record for weightlifting. Yes, I saw that. Amazing. Great video. Go watch it. Um, Cool. Well, Lou, do you want to start with our uh, first headline for... Well, what should we start with? Good news or bad news?
0: Um what is we'll start with the ba-
1: good? Oh,
0: <laughs> Of oh course I would <laughs> say so bad. And that's an indication into our personality. <laughs> <laughs> Work out which one's the cynical one in the <laughs> Okay, Lou, you start with the good news. Off you go. All right. Well, I don't know if this is good, but it's kind of just funny, and it just broke today, but that fella down under. So this is when um, the U.S. President Joe Biden forgot Scott Morrison's name um, during his historic pact announcement and referred to him as that fella down under. This is hilarious and, like, brings me so much joy. So good. I
1: can't, like... I would love to be on a fly on the wall when going like heard about this. I think his ego would have just been so bruised and I'm so here for it. And I really hope that Joe Biden genuinely forgot his name. And it Surely. wasn't. Well, I don't know. Is he that senile? Potentially. He's like 70 mm. something to genuinely forget one of the main people involved in his conversation for the day. Surely he was mortified. Anyway, hilarious. Love it. Well, my good news story is also a bit random. Um, for those of you that missed it, uh, ABC Breakfast, one of the hosts, Tony Armstrong, um, had a bit of a slip up on live TV the other day. Um, so this story is from Pedestrian. It's Tony Armstrong has now joined OnlyFans just days after saying bulging dick on live TV. Um, I don't think I need to say anything else. That's Absolutely hilarious. not. Go watch the video. It's, like, so unfortunate but would have been so easy to do when you're trying to say bulging disc. <laughs> so, RIP. I'm so sorry, Tony. But, hey, I'm sure you get a bunch of OnlyFans subscriptions out of this now. Absolutely. Now we're going to end on, like, a low because Louise is a freak and wanted to start with good news. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Now I feel like I need to, like, dive into this situation a bit further. I've been waiting for two days to hear Louise's explanation for this. (laughs) I briefed into Louise the concept for this section, being good news, bad news, Um, and I explained that, you know, bad news was, as I did to you guys, like maybe calling out really weird headlines or blah, blah, blah. This is what Louise has written down. Forest Gimp in black latex spotted staring at traffic then running through woods. (laughs) Please explain. (laughs)
0: What the fuck is that? I don't know if I can explain it, if I'm being completely honest. At first, I didn't really understand the forest gimp, (laughs) how that started. But it came with an image of a guy in a gimp suit. I just thought it was really confronting and kind of scary. So I thought it was going to be like a robbery. (laughs) Like an attack on an elderly person or something. And then as I read the article, I reread the title and I was like, Oh, yeah, that probably <laughs> makes a little bit more sense. Oh, my God. So, wait, what was the story? What was this guy doing? I don't know. I assumed he was cooked or something. They <laughs> did, They couldn't write that in a news article. Oh, my God. But they just said he was um, essentially, like, running through streets in this GIMP suit, staring at people. Okay. So, imagine if you were driving down the street in your car. Yeah. Like, at a stoplight, and you look to the left. That's terrifying. That would actually be
1: terrifying. Can I just say I'm so over GIMP masks? Kim K at Fashion Week fucking awful. That guy from Gossip Girl new Gossip Girl reboot on the Met yes. Gala. Also why were they invited anyway? Um see list hate it. And then again, Kim K covering her face, not again mask, but covering her face to the Met Gala. I can't stand it. It's not fashion. I hate it.
0: I also think she did it the day before the Met as well. And I was like that's a super yeah, random she did. thing.
1: Like oh. full leather head yeah. to understand. Um well, my bad news story is not quite as strange as that. <laughs> you read the brief correctly.
0: Sorry, I read the
1: brief correctly. Mine's actually something that really, uh, really frustrated me when I saw it. So this is a piece from the Daily Mail, shock horror. Um, it's not very hard to find bad news stories here. Uh, topless Sunbaker, who was allegedly stabbed in the chest face and neck by a random 16-year-old boy in horrific beach attack, breaks her silence from hospital. Why the fuck is it necessary to specify that she was topless? I don't understand. It's completely irrelevant to the story. Would the same have been done if it was a male? Obviously not. Mm -hmm. I'm like so sick of this rhetoric where the description of the victim somehow passes the focus on the fact that she got stabbed by a random
0: 16 year old. To she was topless sunbathing, Like, it's so irrelevant. It makes her sound like she was up to something, like, dodgy. Totally. You know? It's the
1: same old tale of, like, oh, she was abused or assaulted. Like, what was she wearing? Mm -hmm. Like, people automatically go to that response and it's just... It's so frustrating. And in 2021, mm-hmm. like it is nobody's business that I'm topless sunbaking in the middle of fucking nowhere in far north Queensland. Absolutely. And I get attacked. Like she's already the victim in a really horrible situation. And she would probably be really embarrassed by this now.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I think I can speak for all women when you're on the beach and you're like, you know, you take your top off because you don't want those tan lines. You're already a little bit like insecure. You're already feeling a little bit... You know, like anything could happen. Like yeah. you're, you're essentially naked in public, you're and vulnerable. that's exactly the world I'm looking for. I just think, yeah, just do better, Daily Mail. So fucked up, Daily Mail.
1: You'll never change, but I wish you would.
0: Weekly wrap. Let's see what we come up with next week.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, you get the brief right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. We just thought it'd be cool to have a, I guess like a shout out each week to some creators that we're loving, um, whether they're small creators, new creators or like big ones, whatever. Um, and just talk a little bit about their content. Um, because I know that I love hearing about new people to follow and new mm-hmm. channels to watch. So that's where it came from. Lou, you want to tell
0: us about yours? Absolutely. So mine is Elise Greer. She is a Melbourne-based creative. So she doesn't have a huge following, but I've been following her business, Bossy Creative, for years. And they are a copy agency mm. and they kill it. I've, you know, subscribed to their EDMs. I follow their socials. Um, just everything they touch turns to gold. So I think she's absolutely fabulous. I started following her years and years ago, when she got married and she traveled up to Byron Bay. She had a mullet dress. Mm. Her and her husband were to tequila. They are just couple girls. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed. Mine
1: is a Brisbane-based YouTuber. Her name is Georgia Richards. I just love that she is super down to earth. She does a lot of, like, fitness and health content. She's really into exercising and working out and going to the beach and She's just, like, one of those people that I love putting her vlogs on when I'm, like, getting ready or something. Like, it's really calming. She's just really, like, easy to watch, easy to consume her weekly vlogs. It's very consistent. She's also, like, gone through this amazing weight loss journey and is, like, very inspiring and is now a Gymshark athlete. Whoa. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, We will obviously put a post up tagging all of these people so
0: you can find them. Um, But yeah, Georgia Richards, check her out. Love that. All right, Meg, let's wrap this podcast with the women of the week.
1: (laughs) Yes. So as we said, this is a podcast for women by women talking about women's issues and feminism and it seems only right to end each week's episode with some women who are just fucking killing it mm-hmm. um and this week is pretty unsurprising of course we have to talk about the Met Gala I have heard a lot of like alternating opinions on these people but I love it Cara Delevingne at the Met Gala in her pa- the patriarchy outfit mm-hmm My only issue is that apparently she plagiarised that quote from someone and didn't give it credit. It's actually like a Canadian creator who has that trademarked, has it on a lot of merchandise, and Kara took that without um, any licensing. So I definitely have a problem with that. But Mm -hmm. I have heard a lot of people say, like, this isn't the place for, like, political statements and whatever, whatever. This is, like, the epitome of wealth and capitalism and the result of a lot of misogyny. I 100% think that there is no shame in like making a statement in this way. I also love that, like we were talking about, she's not being extreme in her choices. It was Mm -hmm. just plain text on the front of a top. She still had a sick outfit on. She looked amazing. And I just think it's great. I think she got a conversation going. She had people wondering. I'm all about it. So credit to Kara this week.
0: I love that. Um, Similar to you, Meg, I want to spotlight someone from the Met, um, Billie Eilish. We all know her. We all love her. And she rocked an Oscar de la Renta dress. So obviously we know that when you go to the Met, all people want to know is who you're wearing um and why you're wearing them. So a big part of why she decided to partner with these guys was um under the agreement that if she wore their dress, that they would actually discontinue making real fur garments. Which That's is so huge. Cool. That's, That's like amazing. huge. Like people would be dying to wear these dresses yeah. and the fact that they wanted her in their dress Mm. enough so to discontinue Mm. you know probably like a major source of revenue for them is wild she's what 19
1: madness like she's just so impressive and using her platform and her influence to that extent she's just like set the bar so much higher (laughs) you know i know
0: it would be so easy to say yes i'm gonna wear a beautiful dress mm yeah and just go to this awesome party but Absolutely. i i respect all the yeah creators out there this year who actually decided to do something with this you know really prestigious invite
1: yeah and that's it that's it that's it. we did it that's out we need to cheers, cheers. episode one done Ooh. we'll be back in your ears next week with some more wonderful women and uh good recommendations meg where can people <laughs> find us um, well obviously they can find us on Instagram at the Hysterical Feminist Podcast. You can also find us on TikTok, The Hysterical Feminist Pod. And yeah, we'll be we'll be back soon. Have a good week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.